What's up, everybody? Welcome back to March. Are you excited to be back? March 2021, baby. March is when the pandemic first started, If for those of you that have still been living under a rock. Who knows? Maybe you haven't been living under a rock. Maybe you've been in Florida this whole time where it's just been fucking and sucking all night long, all day and night. I've thought about it, man. I've looked at houses there in Florida, more specifically like the Miami area, because I don't want to be in, you know, like bumfuck Gator, Florida. Granted, I'm sure it's just anywhere. I'm sure in downtown Miami, there's a guy showing others how to feed gators for a living. So uh, Florida's crazy. Okay, that's what I'm trying to say. I, Florida's crazy, but it's very expensive too. Florida has to make their houses similar to the ones here in Southern California. In Southern California, we get a lot of earthquakes. Florida gets a lot of hurricanes. So they got to put it towards, I think, category three in terms of uh, uh, like structures that can maintain um, environmental disasters. There you go. And I think the category is three. Category three is the minimum for all buildings in the state to be, which is another reason why construction is so expensive here in Southern California and there in Miami. It's almost relative, dude, like. A condo, let's say two-bedroom, two-bath condo, which is like an apartment that you own, basically. In California, run you around, uh, it depends on the city that you're in. And here in Rialto, where I live, it'll be around 300000 bucks. In Miami, it'll be like two fifty, maybe two twenty five if you can deal with crackheads outside. <laughs> yeah, it's a very similar. Very, If you can deal with crackheads... You'll get a discount here in Southern California if you can deal with them. If not, if you want to stay as far away from them as possible, you got to pay an extra penny, a pretty one, an expensive one, which is why a lot of people are moving from uh, the Los Angeles and Orange County greater areas. Those are like the areas along the coast, and they're moving towards the Inland Empire area, which is the area I'm in, the desert, the poor people. Well, supposedly was once the poor people area. And, uh, yeah, man, places around here are getting really fucking expensive. I, I don't know why. I guess people want a yard now. Maybe now they want to spend time with their families. Maybe now they see a possibility of barbecuing and spending time with loved ones. I don't know. <laughs> a lot of a lot of people in Los Angeles don't have souls. They don't have hearts. I mean, who knows if they were to have a family that they care about. Or, or people, because family doesn't always have to be blood-related. That's a life lesson, folks. If you don't know this by now, you need to get it into your head. A family doesn't always have to be blood-related. You can meet family members. At least that's what I call it. Because I, I know people that, uh, like, whoo! It's grand old time, folks. We're back, baby! Um... <laughs> Uh, I know I know people out on the East Coast that, uh, you know, I would have no business knowing if it wasn't for uh, my time in the military that are now considered my family. But yeah, you know, they look nothing like me, but I would I would die for them and I would die for their people, too, because they're, they're family. And uh, you don't you don't have to spend as much time with your family as you think you might have to. And I'm gonna give you an example. So. I was listening to this guy, <laughs> he's this comedian named Joe List, and he um, has had struggles with alcohol, and he was talking about one of the reasons why he gave up drinking, and he said, 
um, during one of those counseling sessions with the therapist, he asked, well, what am I supposed to do if I were to ever be in a room with people I don't like? Like, what if I, I don't like what, what if I can't help and I have to be around these people that I don't like being around? And then he looks at him and he goes, then go home. And that like the, that like shattered in my head too. Like, oh my God. <laughs> You you mean you don't have to be around people that you don't enjoy spending time with? Really? <laughs> and I mean, I like for a long time, but man, has this pandemic saved my ass for some of these so-called get togethers. God damn. My like, okay, for, for transparency, a while ago when I was in the military, um, we were what what the fuck what year was it 2018 early 2018 2017 i think it was early 2018 I, it doesn't even fucking matter anyways it was it was during a time that i made more money and that's what's really important here and here's why my family on my mother's side uh one of my cousins had a quinceanera which is a very big deal it's a big party and it's it's a fucking great time and it's a chance it's kind of like a two-for-one punch for Mexicans, as in, like, it's a quinceanera, but it's also a family reunion, so deal with it. <laughs> so for this quinceanera, it kind of seemed more like a family reunion, because when you walk in, I gotta be honest, man, like, I, in the military, I did make a little more money than I make now, but I didn't make that much. I made enough to get my wife and I, uh, you know, uh, to and from those uh two-way flights I had enough money for that and I had enough money to get us baggage because it was free for military so <laughs> I, I didn't have money to go really I did it I put it on a credit card I shouldn't have but I did and it was it was a good time but that was one of those situations where sometimes it's a quinceanera sometimes it's more of a family reunion and you know, the 15-year-old, she's got to take it. because, I, And the reason why I say that is because as I was coming in, and like, you got to keep in mind, man. In quinceañeras, most people bring gifts. Most people bring gifts. It's a thing. It's kind of rude if you don't. I, at least I didn't know that until then. But again, I'm 21, 22. I'm going to Texas to see my cousin. I'm broke. You know, I don't I don't get her anything. She's turning 15. And I see this table. It's supposed to be like every quinceanera, every 15-year party like this. It's like Sweet 16. They have this grand table where supposedly it's supposed to be filled with like presents and gifts and, you know, letters encouraging you to keep going forward. You know, like your best days are ahead of you and this and that. And we get there, and there's, like, two things. <laughs> there's literally, like, nothing there on the table. And we get there, like, like at 7.38. You know, showtime was, like, 5. Granted, Mexicans are always late to parties. I don't know why. That's, like, the social gathering of the thing, which is, I think, why all the Mexicans in this community in the state have COVID or have had COVID. Literally, I asked my mom. I picked up my mother from the airport last Thursday, Tuesday. It was on a Tuesday. I picked her up from the airport on a Tuesday. Which, for those of you listening, I would never do it for any of you out there ever. Like, any of you people listening, I would never do it for anyone ever. But it's my mother. I'm trying to be a good kid. Like, because my mom calls me at like at, at, in the afternoon on Monday. No, Sunday, of course, because she knows I'm not doing dick. I'm like, of course, every 
mother, I guess, maybe they know their son, or maybe they don't, I don't know, but she knew I wasn't doing anything, and I was at my most vulnerable, half drunk, happy, it's a Sunday, you know, the, the Lakers weren't, well, they were eating shit, but whatever, you know, it's a good day, she calls me, and she's like, yeah, we're having a good time here in Texas, hey, by the way, can you still pick us up, because in passing, like, Four weeks ago, I told her, hey, if you need a ride or anything, let me know. But please let me know ahead of time. I don't want to be told, you know, the day of or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. We got it all figured out. And then here comes this day. And then she's like, so, yeah, uh, can you pick us up? I go, mom, what? this is three days from now. Again, it's a Sunday. Like this, I suppose I got work the next day. Well, you said, you know, you offered. So I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. So I go, I pick her, dude, it's a nightmare, man. I go, so where I live, anywhere east of the coast, anywhere away from the coast in the evenings, tons of traffic. So in the mornings, almost everyone is going towards the coast. And in the evenings, as they're leaving work, they're going away from the coast, which causes this big surge of traffic both ways. So I... In the afternoons, I get off at 4. I go, have to go towards LAX, which is a fucking nightmare. It's That airport has been in construction since the 80s. Like, I, I, don't think if it's, I don't think it's ever been not done, ever. I don't think there's ever been a moment in time where there isn't construction going on. They have, like, this crazy Uber area in a fourth parking lot somewhere in Compton. I don't know, dude. It's a, it's a mess. Anyway, I go pick her. Like, I don't even know how we got here. <laughs> I guess it just turned into a big bitch fest as to why I should be picking up my mother from the airport. But yeah, you don't have to spend time with people in your family that you don't care about. It's just that don't, don't. I, I oh yeah, she invited us to, uh, or or those family from that family from Texas. They invited us to go for a wedding from which the person which I I care about. I do. He's a he's a good uncle of mine, but I. I don't have the kind of money anymore, man. I don't. I don't. And I'd much less the time to sit in an airport with masks and just sit there staring at the wall and just hoping I don't get COVID, which I might. I might because, like I said, I picked them up. And everybody from Texas, they all got COVID. And all of my family on my mom's side and probably my dad's side too, both of them, they, they don't care. Again, you're not going to stop a Mexican from getting COVID. They're going to get COVID because either one, they're going to be partying, they're going to be, they're, or they're going to be working. What are you going to tell them? Senor, what do you mean I cannot work? I, I got to go to work. <laughs> that's a terrible, that's a terrible accent. Anyway, um, yeah, man, I'll, I think we're in the half end of covid season now hopefully i don't know i'm really hoping because i i'm done with this man it's all it's it's sad it's fucking boring like for real man i i miss i miss seeing people laugh i miss seeing people have a good time and smile and shit and i've gone to uh to the beach a couple times uh during this whole thing huntington beach is this town in southern california full of angry people that inherited homes like <laughs> For real, it's just a bunch of uh, rich, maybe not rich, but comfy people. And when you say comfy in California, that means filthy rich in the South. That means you got four double wides 
That means you got 50 acres of land with no neighbors for miles. You can shoot your guns as long as you want all the bullets right into the ground, man. I tell you what, you can burn tires in your yard. Ain't no neighbors around here. Tell you what, that's how much money, like, comfy. And when I say comfy, I mean, yeah, it's kind of a palace, but it's it's not crazy. So, for example, here in California, let's say, let's say you have a house in Anaheim, in the city where Disneyland is, here in Southern California. If you were to have a house in Anaheim with, let's say, a three-car garage, you know, a backyard that... You know, you need to mow, but you don't need a riding lawnmower for, uh, you got, let's say four bedrooms, three and a half bathrooms. It's two floors. That amount of money in the South, dude, that's like a million, that's minimum a million dollars in the South, dude. Oh my God. I, I used to live in this house. With my good family, my friends, my brother and sister, Brian PJ. Uh, and it was $180,000 on like one and a half acres, dude. And and the the other people in the surrounding areas, it was farmers. It was farmers. So we could, dude, we would do all kinds of dumb shit in the backyard. Like looking back. Let alone letting the dogs out without a leash out because it was in the south, dude. There's no fences. There's no yards. There's no there's almost nothing because uh, people people are nice to each other, first of all, and people don't really step on each other's land because it's kind of like, you know, even though we never saw these farmers, it was just land that, that people would grow corn in. They would come around every four months or so. We never stepped foot on it, and it was fun. And we would have campfire like every Friday. We would just get shit housed, and and I would bring out the guitar and be that fucking dumbass with the guitar. Yeah, who wants to hear me sing? <sighs> just shit housed, fucking fucked up. And we had a great time. We had a great time, and I just want to have. I guess maybe not. I I don't want to relive those days because if you're just chasing that moment, you know, you're going to be caught up in this crazy thing of life where you're just, you know, that's not what I want. What I'm saying is I want a yard. I want to have my dog running around and shit. And here in California, it might happen soon only if every poor person loses their home, (laughs) which is. Okay, that's not funny. I maybe I yeah I went about this the wrong way. What I'm saying is there might be this big housing market crash in late 2021 because the stimulus checks aren't coming. The bailouts for citizens are not going to happen. Did they happen in 2008? No. Are they going to happen in 2021? No. So I'm sure a lot of people are going to lose their homes in 2021. So we might. Stick around, buy a home here, make California our new home or our continued home. I don't know. Might stick around. We might not. There's a lot of things up in the air because we might go into another war, ladies and gentlemen. We're bombing Syria yet again, just like the good old, good old Obama, Mr. Obama used to do. Yeah, let's go, dude.
it was crazy, man. When I was in the military, um, that was during that time that Obama was uh, was bombing Syria. And we would be thrown into this room every now and then. Not alone. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds overly dramatic. But we would be told by, like, our higher-ups, hey, be, you know, be careful. They would just give us, like, a side warning at the end of their speech. Because every... So, in the military, in the Marine Corps, right before every big holiday, we all get together as a whole big wide family unit where it's like 200 of us in a circle pretending to care about each other, but we're, we're really all just waiting to be told to go home. But, yeah, so we're in the circle, and the sergeant major is talking to us, and the lieutenant colonel, which is the head honcho officer, which for a while was this older uh older white lady um she was really nice she was very nice but like kind of too nice like too nice to be the head officer of the unit kind of nice but uh she would she would gather us up together hey marines how are y'all doing and you could tell that she's saying y'all just because she's lived up north in new hampshire for a couple years she's just trying to relate to everyone how are y'all doing and the whole unit just responds with like a, uh literally <laughs> that's one of my favorite things about meetings in the marine corps like marines are not gonna shy like the, the most motivated person could come out here fucking looking good and just strutting their stuff and What's going on, Marines? How are y'all doing this morning? And then everyone goes, it's, it's a collective groan. And yeah, that's what would happen. And this lady would just have to eat it and go like, all right, good to know. Good to know. So yeah. And then she would break the news to us as if we didn't know already. So yeah, you know, we're, we're, there's a situation going on in Syria and it's looking kind of grim, so just keep on making sure you're running. Kiss your family goodbye every time you say goodbye, because you never know, Marines. Alrighty, so come on, let's go, and we're going to have a good weekend, because you know what they say, you work hard, you play hard. Yeah, isn't that right, Marines? And then again, a collective groan. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Dude, she was. She, <laughs> I don't know if she was oblivious or if she just accepted it, because it was clear as day. There was times where she would go on and on. You gotta be so. Whenever you're being addressed by a superior in the Marine Corps, you gotta. It's called the position is called parade rest. You have to stand. With your legs shoulder width apart on the floor, flat on the ground, with your hands behind your back on the lower part of your back, kind of like on your belt, center part of your belt. And that's like a form of respect in the military. If When you stand like that towards someone that's showing uh, like you're subordinate to them, I guess. I don't know. It's, it's a form of respect when you're addressing someone higher up. And... We were all doing that. And when you do that for 20, 30 minutes in the 95 degree North Carolina humid hot sun, you start to get angsty. And then and then the sergeant major tries to tell this lady again, sweet woman, but she's so oblivious to us melting in the sun because 
one of the things I got to say, man, about this lady, she would run for miles for long periods of time in any weather, all kinds. It could be raining. It could be fucking hot as fuck. It could be cold. It, it didn't matter. She would be out there running so much that I remember in the Marine Corps every now and then, at least like once a month as a whole unit, you'll get together and do this stupid physical exercise routine, which most of the time was just everyone, all 300 of us running together. So it was just like this big pack running all together. And and one day she was convinced that you know, today is a good day to run. And she planned it. And it was like, you know, a couple months ahead. Because it has to be with military orders and shit. But the days got closer. And we were getting warnings of an icy storm coming through North Carolina. One of the which that hasn't been seen in 10 years. And it kept coming. And, it kept coming, and then it landed. And then it's Monday morning. And you see on Wednesday, the day that the run is supposed to be. Uh, Wednesday it's supposed to snow 90% and then the days get closer and luckily I wasn't there thank god because I would have been a fucking drama queen the whole time but this bitch took the whole unit on this on this run my friends told me all about it they're like dude the lieutenant colonel came out and then she just she was so happy to be out there in the snow. Like, they're out there formed up. All three companies, all 300 Marines, they're all there. And and then the sergeant major says to her, Ma'am, it's snowing outside. And her response is, Yeah, isn't it great? And they ran. <laughs> and they ran, and they ran for a little bit. They ran for, like... About a mile until she realized, you know, I, I can only take so many snowflakes in my eyes because that's how they described it. <laughs> that's how my friends described it. It was just hitting you in the face, just like, uh, just like you can barely keep your eyes open. Aside from the cold wind, it's just snowflakes getting in your eyes. You're just like, oh, God. <laughs> They said on the on the, on the run back they had to step on snow that wasn't even there. <laughs> it was awful, man. Sometimes I miss the Marine Corps, and then there's times where I remember those memories, and I'm like, eh, you know, it's it's pretty nice being a civilian. It's kind of nice knowing that I don't have to um, work out on Monday mornings before work. That was one of the worst parts about the military. I think that is the worst part of the military. Working out before work, that's so stupid, man. There is no other way than to exhaust your employees than to force them to work out to a point where they might throw up before working. Think about it. And then you th and then and then you think about all of your lazy ass coworkers, and then you picture them having to work out before work, and then you're like, "Oh yeah, that's not no, it's a terrible idea. They they would they they wouldn't make it to lunch, let alone for spread. Like, come on, it's not it's not happening. So yeah, I've been been going out kind of to these maskless societies like Huntington Beach, full of people. That uh, just inherited houses and then they complain about the taxes on their homes. 
Huntington Beach, dude, is full of people. That's one of the only places I've seen where there's a guy walking down the street with his woman in his hand. You know, a woman in one hand and a rock star energy in the other. It legitimately enjoying a rock star energy. I don't know anyone that enjoys rock star energy. Anything. I, I don't I I know maybe two people that like monster energy drinks. And and you're going out in the town with your lady and, uh, come, what? <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe he lives a very different empty life. I knew this guy in the military. He was a bit older who would drink like 3 5 hour energy a day. A day. And he would do nothing, really. Like, he would work out towards the end of the day because he's a staff non-commissioned officer. You know, he's high up there. He can really pretty much do whatever he wants. And he would work out in the afternoons. But during the day, he would just be on his phone, kicking it, looking at Facebook, being sarcastic. You know, I would come up to him with the real situation. Like, hey, you know, uh, the toilet's not flushing for example, we don't know what to do. And then he would go, why don't you guys just shit down? Why don't you guys just shit down John's throat, for example? It was like, I was trying to come up with a name here, folks. Okay, I'm hanging in there. It's a single person podcast. <laughs> you just be really sarcastic. We're looking at him like, dude, we have real problems here. Can we like address them? He wouldn't care. He would just keep strolling on his on his Facebook feed because he wasn't a recruiter anymore. Thank goodness he wasn't a recruiter in New York anymore. He would go on and on about how horrible it is to recruit kids out of Brooklyn. <laughs> I don't know if he was saying it because they were black, these these kids that he recruited them, because he grew up in, like, the Boston area. So maybe, maybe that's what – I don't know. <laughs> maybe he was just a racist pig that we just didn't realize <laughs> – I don't know, but he had a real big problem with being a recruiter in Brooklyn. I know that for sure. He would mention it all the time, dude. So, yeah, you you meet all kinds of people, man. Uh, Valentine's Day was a couple weeks ago now. Yeah, like I said, you better be ready for March, bitch! You better be, it's March again. Fucking. Hello. <laughs> March is here. Yeah, uh, Valentine's Day came and went. It went very well. Uh, after a couple, you know, interrogations from my wife. You know, what are you doing for Valentine's Day? How's Valentine's Day going? Do you have a plan? What are we doing? You know, <laughs> I'm not saying she threatened me, but I'm also not saying that she didn't threaten me. So <laughs> there's that. <laughs> but yeah, I fucking knocked it out of the park. I fucking killed it uh, on Valentine's Day because Valentine's Day for us. Uh, it's, it's a little special because that's the day that I asked her to be my girlfriend when we were in high school and senior year. And, oh, Miguel, are you sharing that information with us? Yeah, well, 
If if my wife is going to hear anything about the things that I say on about this podcast, I may, it may as well be this. Please, if you guys are going to tell her and rat on me about whatever I say about the podcast, can you please tell her that I that I remember the anniversary date more than she does? Please let her know because because she knows I'm not wrong on that one. Dude, there's times where she'll be like, oh, it's February. Do you know what that means? And I'll go, yeah, it's our anniversary. How many years are we, babe? And then she'll look at me and then you can see it in her face. It just glass at us. Oh, shit. How many years are we? Uh, and she's doing the math in her head. She's like, oh, you know, as she's doing the math. Yeah, you know how many. Yeah. How uh, how many years are we, babe? And she's still doing the math. <laughs> and I go, I don't know. The immediate response. I don't know how many days do we have. Day. Do you know the hours? Do you know the hours? I'll just pressure. I know the days, months. I know the, uh, the, the years. How about the minutes? <laughs> I just overwhelm her. And she never knows. She never knows until the second try. Because she'll be like, uh, uh, this and this date? No. How about this and that date? No. <laughs> it's very easy. So, despite me knowing the date of the, you know, the big thing of February, um, it's more of a thing for her than it is for me. I never ask for anything, which always results in shitty gifts. I got to be honest, guys. Uh, so for those of you that are going to rat on me, please tell her all the good things. Don't tell her any of this next that I'm going to say. If you, if you, just, just tell her what you want. She's going to get you something anyways. I realize now after, after February, just tell her what the fuck you want. Even if you have to make up something, just tell her. Just, just look, if you have to scroll, I know it's annoying. I have to do it too. It's like, it's, can you, can I get it on Amazon Prime, babe? Can I get it on Amazon Prime? <laughs> That's the question. Just look for it on Amazon Prime. And if you can't, find something cheaper or find something better. I don't know. Anything to get her off of your back, guys. Just do it. Just, she's going to get you something anyway, and she's going to spend a ton of money on it anyway, so you may as well enjoy it because if you don't tell her what to get her or what she should get you, she's going to buy you a bunch of clothes that she thinks you would look so good in this. You would look so good, and then she's going to get you cologne and then say, but you would smell so good in this. You would smell so good. And it's going to keep going, guys. It's going to keep going. And it's going to be, and you would drive so good in this. You would drive so good. <laughs> You're driving this fucking minivan <laughs> with all your hopes and dreams are down the toilet. Just tell her what you want, even if you don't want anything. Even if you want peace and quiet, tell her you want a PlayStation Network card. I don't know. I was a Spotify gift card, so I don't have to listen to you anymore, lady. <laughs> so, yeah, Valentine's Day was a knock, knock uh, a knockout, rock in the park, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, guys. It went well for me. Granted, I'm still married, so that's good right now. <laughs> As of as of uh, Sunday the twenty eighth, I'm still married. 
please, for the love of Christ, if you're going to rat, at least let me know ahead of time so I could, I don't know, get drunk beforehand. <laughs> I'm kidding. But, yeah, there's al- it's always something. F- it's always so funny whenever you confront your significant other about something. At least it is in our relationship because we always end up just laughing in the end, even when we're, like, really upset. It could be something it, because it's always something stupid in, in a relationship where you communicate well with each other. It's always just something stupid. It's always something like like you always put your socks right in front of the door or you always fart in your sleep because that's what I do. <laughs> Dude, I didn't I didn't realize that I farted so much in my sleep until my friends uh uh, here in California told me about it because I once went on this getaway with some friends in LA in uh in July we had a pool it was dope man we had fucking we had a pool we had this big fridge a big ass living room we had like six beds of course it was six of us six guys six beds it was great and I was sleeping in the living room on the couch and my friend the next day like we got there Friday night and Saturday morning he's like Dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I go, what are you talking about? Man, do, all you do is just fart at night. <laughs> and that's when I realized, okay, maybe my wife isn't so full of shit. Maybe I do fart a little bit too much. I don't know. Maybe maybe I do, maybe I don't. It's. Eh, I guess we'll never know until we share a room together. <laughs> so don't judge me. Don't judge me. Kind of like that bitch. What the fuck is her name? Madonna, fucking, she's like, we need to get rid of the patriarchy because they're squeezing my voice, man. They're suppressing us, man. What are you talking about? You're Madonna. You've been you've been relevant since the '80s. What the fuck are you talking about? You you tongue fucked Drake in public. He he was ashamed. You raped his mouth, Madonna. And you mean the patriarchy is bringing you down, man. Get the fuck out of here, these people. We need to get back to work, ladies and gentlemen. We need to open up these arenas so all of these musicians can get back to whatever the fuck they were doing beforehand. Thank God Drake hasn't become a political activist. I'm just, I'm waiting on the day. Because really, I mean, think about it, folks. He really is like... The, the the artist of our time. The same way old people talk about Paul McCartney, the same way they talk about Bruce Springsteen, the same way they talk about Elvis Presley, all of these people, we're going to talk about Drake at some point or the, another when we're old. We're going to be old one day, man. And then we're going to think about these things. And then we're going to realize, we're going to be sitting there in our rocking chairs and be like, oh, man. Well, gosh darn it. I guess I am becoming my grandpappy. Ooh, Lord, he would tell me about George Strait all the time. He would talk to me about about fucking cowboy. Man, fuck, I already forgot his name. The, the actor, the cowboy. Oh, fuck. Oh, oh uh, uh, John Wayne. John Wayne, another one. Clint Eastwood. Yeah, they're just going to talk about... The same way they talk about them, we're going to talk about Drake... We're going to talk about Taylor Swift. We're going to talk about Lizzo and her big ass. (laughs) We're going to talk about Nicki Minaj. We're going to talk about Cardi B and how she 
and how she rose from a stripper to become a great time-selling artist. Yas! <laughs> She's gonna... Yeah, and, and that's gonna be... Our oldies are gonna be WAP. They're gonna be wet-ass pussy. Our oldies are gonna be Lil Wayne talking about fucking hoes and shit. <laughs> I can't wait, dude. I never... I never... A lot of the, a lot of the things in life... I never really think about until I see it like right in my face. Like, for example, I never really thought or think about getting old or what it's going to be like when we are old until I saw Tom Segura, the comedian, break his arm and his leg just while he was trying to dunk, trying to dunk. Didn't didn't make it. Didn't even touch the didn't like did barely made it off the ground before he was just bang just Half a second, blah, it was over, God, over, over. And I always, like, before then, I would look at old people like, dude, just exercise. Have you ever thought about moving? <laughs> but in reality, no, they're just old, dude. They're old, their bones are old, their joints are old. It's over. You really got to weigh out your options. Which is why it's so funny when I see people, old people, man. I A couple weeks ago, I went to Little Caesars, and Little Caesars recently introduced this new feature, which is awesome for fucking lonely people like me that just want to get their pizza and get the fuck out of there. You can do an order online, and they'll put it in this oven that has a keypad that will only open unless the owner of the pizza who has the passcode opens it with the passcode. And so I walk in and as I'm walking in, I hear this guy screaming at the lady behind the counter. This guy's like five, eight. He has a ponytail. He's got some fucking old ass jeans with some Adidas that are all fucking dirty as fuck. He's got this faded ass black, no fear shirt. Again, ponytail, the, but the ponytail's fading. You know, the top of his head, it's going. It's going away. And you could see it as you walk in. Like, this five, six loser has just had enough of life. And you see him, and you only see the backside of him as he's yelling at this person. And I'm in there punching my keypad. And he's saying, well, why don't I just ordered... I just ordered my, my pizza, and it's not ready yet. What's going on? Why does he have his pizza now? And he's pointing at me, screaming at the lady behind the counter. And she goes, well, he ordered it online. Well, I ordered it online, too. Well, you ordered it five minutes ago right in front of me. Well, why isn't it ready? And he just keeps on screaming. And I'm just getting my pizza. I'm getting out of there. I close the door. And then he's outside. Literally right in front of the door. And as I'm walking out, like, I can only open it maybe a foot. And then he's in the way. So I kind of open it up a little slower because I don't want to talk to him, dude. I don't want to say excuse me. I don't want to say anything. I just open it up a little more slowly so he knows to get the fuck out of the way without me touching him. Because he was literally in front of, like, I don't know if this was the case in your elementary school, but in my elementary school, when there, when every, at every door, there was this, like, red line circled, like, like, half a circle at the entrance of every door 
showing you that if you are in that red zone, you are going to get hit by the door. And this guy was in the red zone, okay? He was in the red zone, and I'm opening up the door slowly for him because I want him to get the fuck out of the way. And as I'm opening it, you know, it starts closing on its own, and I hear him say, excuse me. And I'm like, whatever. Fuck, maybe he's saying excuse me to me. Excuse me! And I kind of look over my shoulder a little bit, and he sees that he has my attention. And he says, what, do you not know how to say excuse me or what? And I go, as I'm looking over my shoulder, I just, I'm, I'm not moving. I just go, excuse me. And I turn back, and I keep walking towards my car. And I take three more steps, dude. I'm literally like... At this point, 20 feet away from him. And then he goes, if not, yeah, if you don't want to be, if you don't want to say excuse me, we can handle it right here right now, Holmes. We can handle it right side. And I, bam, I already slammed the door. I don't have time for this shit. And I just go back to my fucking house. I'm like, man, I'm just, I'm trying to be alone, getting my own little Caesars. Like, please, for crying out loud. God damn it. I need to get the fuck out of this town, dude. I, did, I, I, can't, I can't deal with, like, these old-ass people. And it's not old, all old people. Okay? There's very nice old people here, too. But, like, a lot of them, they'll either try to fight you in front of a Little Caesars or they'll tell you about the one that got away while they're cashing you out at a grocery store. It's, it's no, there's no in between. There's no in between. All old people, like I look at people the age of my grandmother and it's just a lost cause. It's just, there's no, I can't talk to them, dude. I can't, there's this, so like I've said before, where I work, we share a building with a warehouse section of our company. And it's all cool until you run into dickheads like, like those people. And there's this, and, Dickheads come in all sizes, all sizes, all genders, all colors. They come in all kinds. And there's this lady, this like this lady in her mid to late forties. You could tell she's had her day in the sun. She's overweight. She hates her job. She's probably sick of her grandkids because I'm sure she had kids when she was 16, and now she has to bear with it because her kids, when they were 16, had to have kids. And now she's back at a warehouse slinging it and just working. And now she's just waiting for any and all souls because she's always there at 10 o'clock. From 10 o'clock to 11 p.m. or 11 a.m. 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. She's always there because that's her, that's her lunchtime. And any man, literally any man, any man, it doesn't matter what kind of man you look like, What you, it doesn't matter, anybody that says anything to her, she will drag you down this rabbit hole of nonsense discussion that you won't even remember in 30 seconds, She's just, she just needs someone to talk to, and I love how like a lot of them will give it to her, you know, that like they'll play along and go, yeah, yeah, and they'll just yes her to death, like, yeah, 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 and she doesn't get it, or maybe she does, maybe she enjoys it, maybe she takes advantage and recognizes this is the only attention I'm going to get all day, so let's take advantage, and she just goes on and on, and just yappity, yap, yap, yap. oh my god, it's, it's sometimes I want to ask them when she's not there, hey, do you miss her? <laughs> Because if she's not, if she's not riding someone's coat, like just 
going on and on and on. She's on Facebook scrolling her religious memes or whatever the fuck she's got going on. Oh, man. So, yeah, it's March again. The springtime is coming. You got to spray with spiders. <laughs> Make sure you take it easy, folks. Have a good Monday. It's the first of the month. Get it together, bitch. Uh, hit us. Hit us. The, hit the subscribe button, please. Give us a follow on Spotify. Let your friends know about it or don't. Fuck it. Who cares? We love you guys. Take it easy. Much love. Peace.